Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cafe Confessions. I am one half of your show, Brie. And this is the other half, Shalika. Hey, Brie, how was your weekend? It was um, interesting, to say the least. Ooh. I know we had some conversations this weekend. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yes. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. We're going to keep yes. the, the, the listeners out of that conversation for now. Yes. Um, yes. But yes. Very much interesting. What about you? How have you been? Um, I have been surviving. So one of my really good friends, <laughs> she got married this weekend and we were with the wedding party all weekend, mm. just living it up. And um, it was such a beautiful wedding um, from the beginning to the end. Like I, I just had a really great time. She had, first of all, Mediterranean food. Mm. Yes. Love it. The music, the DJ on point he was like a, a mc except for when he was like trying to get us to come back to his house he was like oh the after party yet and giving us the address I'm like sir we're not going we're this not going to your wedding? house this is a wedding but i feel like we were just so lit in there that he was like oh, okay i I vibe with y'all but i mean that was on him and i don't know if we spoke about this on the show but she was very much don't play there's no cupid shuffling at my wedding don't play um what is that the oh the, my gosh the wobble, wobble. she's like there's be, there will be no <laughs> wobbling please <laughs> and i'm like i feel you i feel you and i'm it takes just one person to be like do not play this at my wedding and i'm i'm sorry but there will not be any cupid shuffling or wobbling at my wedding either i agree i just i get it out of here Bye. Bye. I told you, the DJ going to be every hour on the hour. The <laughs> songs were hand-selected by your bride and groom. Period. Don't take your old ass up there talking about, can you put on Step in the Lame of Love? No. 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 <laughs> you will not be stepping in no names of love over here. Are you? Hell no. No. So, no, I feel her on that one. But it was it was such a beautiful wedding. And then, you know, they she had this dance with her mom and it almost got me. It almost got me. I just mm. felt like the song was perfect. It was that, ooh, and I like it. And I was oh, like, I oh. That. And it was, it was just, it was such a beautiful moment. She was a gorgeous bride. They were just so happy. And we just kept telling them that every weekend. Like, I can't believe it's finally here. I can't believe, like... You know, we are able to witness your wedding and be a part of your wedding. Yeah. I just I just love that couple so much. Um, but yeah, fun times. And um, like I said, we were with them all weekend long. And Good I am them. tired. Yes. <laughs> yes. You need all that beautiful love and energy, right? Like mm -hmm. that's such a holy, mm -hmm. sacred ceremony. And just shout out to Lo. The videos that you sent me breath fucking taking like yes. my i was like gasping for air because she was so <laughs> gorgeous gorgeous so, yeah she she fucking slayed for yeah. sure <laughs> yes yes if someone doesn't put her in their magazine like I right think there are some pictures out there that just snatch it up because that is the girl that is the girl for you yes yeah. i love it well, i'm glad you enjoyed you know loving relationships with your friends yes. stepping into a new phase of their life i think that that is beautiful yeah it, <laughs> it really is i mean we were sitting there like okay now this is a wedding now you know we're gonna raise our kids together we're gonna do, you know like just making yeah. all these future plans and it's just a beautiful thing like when you find friendships that you're like 
this is going to be my friend for life. Like this isn't no surface level. This is my friend, you know? Right. So I've just been blessed with that. And I just, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm, it it took a, a long time, but I feel like, you know, where I'm at right now, it's like the people in my life, they're just so solid. And I just, I'm just excited for that. I'm excited to see like, you know, where we're at in like the next 30 years. Like, we're right. gonna be like remember that time? Like, I mean, you remember that time on the podcast? You know, like, I'm just, I'm just so excited for that. Me too. I'm, I am. I feel like um, friendship is just so monumental and mm-hmm. it really can change how you view life. Like, I just think I have like a great group of friends and obviously you and an extension of you is your amazing friends that I get to experience and vice versa. So yes, I feel like this is really beneficial for our phase of life. Like just the growth that we've made looking at like our collection of beautiful people that fuck with us because they fuck with us and vice versa. It's like, damn, okay, bitch, you y'all really doing it. Right. (laughs) Y'all are really doing it. Like I'm very proud of who we are. Man, it's yeah. We we it took some trials, some tribulations, it took some learning, some growing growing. Mm -hmm. And we're here. We're here. I love that. Yeah, shout out to us. But I mean, I'm glad I'm grateful you have survived. Today is Fourth of July. Girl. So you are off today. We are in our PJs and yes. this is some black ass shit. Cause we this are is very- we are working on this day that people are <laughs> we we should be resting first off even though this ain't our freedom day okay our freedom <laughs> day. that's why i'm not resting because i'm like oh, okay our june team just passed you know and tune it up enjoy yourselves go big go right. home but um right. me yeah i just look forward to doing this podcast and chilling my ass and watching some tv that's it oh uh, i wish that's what you know my day was going to be like but it's not we're actually going to be right back out there oh uh, okay now i'm so sorry but now, but it's time now to spend with the family so yeah but i can't i'm not gonna lie to you i can't wait till i can get back home i want to do absolutely nothing i to feel prepare that. for this week you know like <laughs> yes. I feel like it's nice to have a few days off, but when you have too much time off and you go back to work, it's like, I don't know what to do. What do yes. I do here again? I Why am I here? forget what I do. <laughs> Password's gone. I don't know Hello? how to log in anymore. I don't know what's going on. Like my computer just forgets me. Like, oh, who are you again? <laughs> Ma'am, I've been logging on faithfully. What is going on? I take four days off and now you want me to reset my password? Like, right. what is happening? Right. Yeah, I'm, oh, Lord, but yeah. Oh, I didn't even mention, yesterday my brother was in town. I got to spend time with my niece. You remember her, uh, sometimey. Yeah. So she's still sometimey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we call her sometimey because she's just, sometimes she like you, sometimes she don't. But I think now, like, as she gets older, you could see it's just more so like a shyness. Like, she's mm-hmm. getting used to being around a lot of people. And I, I got to spend the evening with her and... Uh, swimming and just doing what kids like to do and um, uh, we were at actually our friend Karis's house and she saw that they had a basketball court and immediately decided that okay I'm gonna practice my layups but in sandals and I was like you know what I love you (laughs) (laughs) she was like she's gonna do it and I I just love seeing that I love seeing that she has a passion for something and um, it's so crazy because like this was my baby this was a little one that I held and like now you're playing basketball. You're telling me about plays. You're telling me about basketball lingo. And I'm like, baby, I don't know. 
but go ahead and teach me. So it was nice. It was nice having her over and just spending time with family as well. But yeah. Yeah. I think that it's something really magical about like watching this person grow into like a, a almost adult kind of version oh of themselves like they start yeah. off as just like a little seed and now they're like a plant or a tree and you're like yes. oh my god like yes <laughs> it's so strange because you start picking up on um for me like with my younger sister um when she was born I was 17 so mm-hmm. I was I could have been her mom I mean I could have been a teen mom but I could have been her yeah. mom and the moment she like was born I was like okay this is her personality and now that I am an adult and I'm like you're 11 and mm-hmm. yeah those mm-hmm. signs were there mm-hmm. the moment you came out the womb like it's so strange to see yeah right does that it make any sense <laughs> no it makes sense it's like they really do have personalities like they can't communicate that to you right. yes. but you still see it as they get older it's like you really haven't changed. You're just older. It's scary. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. <laughs> and then like when they start acting like their parents, like because my nephew was out here too, but he was like, I just came out here to relax. I'm like, you don't want to go and do. He's like, no, I just want to sleep. And right next to him is his father sleeping. I was like, you know what? Come with. I told, I told my niece, let's go. We getting out of here. They boring. We about to go do something. And I'm like, you are really your father's child. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It is so scary. Like, we really pass down like Things. our DNA. Like we yeah. pass down us and it's just a smaller version of us. Lord, please don't let my future children get my attitude. Please, 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 please. <laughs> I'm just like, that's, like, that's exactly thing. what you need for your spiritual oh, no. coach, Chilika. No, we will no. be sitting Lord. you. <laughs> Here is your karma, but <laughs> with love. <laughs> Yes, but no, I'm so glad you had a beautiful family time and obviously many blessings to them if they're traveling back anytime soon. Um, Safe travels. Yes. But what are you drinking, my love? I'm drinking some throat comfort because it seems like when I'm around this group, one, I don't know how to drink and one, I don't know how to be quiet. I Mm. want to be yelling and aing and doing all that. And now my throat needs a little bit of comfort. So that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> that's a good commercial, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Were you outside turning up all weekend? Is your voice gone? Get some throat comfort. Yes, right? that's exactly what I'm that's exactly what I'm on right now. Not the Lord. A in the crypto. Oh my god. Listen, this is breath. why. I don't uh, listen. I do not post any live videos anymore when I'm out. I will record them and then I will go through them and be like, Mm-mm, too many A's. That's not going on the gram. Sorry. It is very, it's curated. I don't right. give a damn, but I, I am so cringy the next day that I'm like, Oh, oh Lord. Yes, and yes. it's not even me. I have to worry about now. It's the tagged photos. Yeah. When I tell you <laughs> everybody, Everybody there did not, one, did not tell me that I was dancing so hard that my hair looked like a bird's nest. Oh, my Lord. One, I will send you a picture. I was like, shame on all of you. Shame shame on all of you. Yeah. Two, I was screaming. I was yelling. I was just... I was having a good time. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to get on myself. I was having a damn good time with my people. But it shows. You could tell. Okay? That's all I'm, I'm going to leave it there. You could tell I was having a good time. <laughs> I love that she was a beautiful host for you guys. Where you oh guys my gosh. have that much fun. <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. I Look, love being around black people. Me too. I, well, actually, that's <laughs> something. 
I had to work through some trauma with a group of black people actually this past weekend. And, you know, I'm oh. not ready to talk about that yet. But okay. we what will come I will back say, to that because I would like to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I could tell you, but. I mean, so, don't feel forced. Don't don't make me put twist your arm. OK, <laughs> no, I think it's important to have this conversation. So. Um, what happened was me and Zidel decided that we wanted to go down to our pool area and just have a couple of beers and sit with the fire. And it was Saturday or no Sunday. So I'm like, people are going to be down there. No big deal. But like one of our neighbors, we're really close with him, but he is a hood nigga. Okay. <laughs> For lack of better words, <laughs> he was throwing a whole ass fucking party down there. Like at least I want to say maybe 30 people. And it's a community area, so he can't, like, say, I'm throwing a party because he didn't book the shit. But his thing was, like, they are kicking him out. They're evicting him. So he's like, I'm going up in this bitch every day. Oh, my goodness. He said, oh, you want to throw me out? I'm going to leave with a bang. Oh, my God. (laughs) So he's not even leaving until the end of this month. So he's like, every goddamn day I'm having a goddamn party up in here. And that is exactly what was going on. But, I mean, his collection of individuals, his collection of souls uh, that gathered. Oh, put that. <laughs> the news. <Yes>. Back- <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, very interesting group of people. And when I first, like, remember I told you I used to be a little trap queen, uh, mm-hmm. you know? I that remind it reminded me of who I used to be to the point where I was like I gotta get out of here like I can't and so that was just like you need to sit with this like what's your problem like that's a part of our black people like why why are you running from it I don't know it just I didn't realize you know how much I fucking buried myself away to like see who I used to be like right in front of my face and all I want to do is just like I gotta go I gotta escape it was it's like that secondhand embarrassment yes but why as a black person why do I not understand that black people have the freedom to be whoever they want to be you know uh unfortunately I think it has to do with the white onlookers and the non-black onlookers who are just like Look at them. Over oh, there. Uh, yes. And that people were coming down to the pool. Other people who are not chocolate um, were coming down to the pool and immediately looking at the pool and going right back up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, oh, my God. They said, nope. no. <laughs> no. Dead ass. I wish I Because y'all know this building is Pomeranian town. So... They're all walking in there for their little nightcap swims and they got, you know, they're working out. They're trying to get their aerobics in and whatnot. And these people are singing every damn black song you can think of, mm-hmm. like karaoke mm-hmm. style in tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, ass is shaking. Uh, bottles are being popped in the goddamn jacuzzi. I saw oh, a couple nipples out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People smoking. Niggas is crip walking. Um, you ever seen that episode of Insecure when she threw that party? <laughs> when the fire started? Oh, like, yes, yes, yes. 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 Talking about. <laughs> yes. In that same energy. That same energy. Oh, no. It's like, y'all got to go. Y'all got to get up out of here. Because... I feel like some people just take it a little too far. far. It's like, ah, I get you. No, I get you because it's, 
it's hard and it's like I hate to be like uh like this is not a good look because it's like damn you're just having fun you're not yeah. you're not hurting anyone you're just having a good time but it's how it looks and how it looks to other people and how they associate you with that and it's like what the fuck even if they did associate you with that like they having a damn good time at least they know how to party at least they know how to have a good time but it's like the lack of respect for a common area yeah like other people live here like you could have at least even though you trying to leave and you're like i don't give a damn i'm not leaving on good terms but like the bottles open like you don't know if there's like kids there and stuff yes. and i don't know but i get it you was, it I was a you. lot i'm it's, still it's i'm still lot. processing y'all don't shoot me i'm just a black woman trying to figure it out okay yes oh i don't have it i don't have all the answers but what i'm drinking back to the topic <laughs> i'm drinking a tea from green wisdom i told you i'm nice. trying to step it up this season this tea is called mental clarity oh and it's for memory and focus and the color is like a nice orange like a burnt orange and it has high notes of cinnamon and and orange because there's orange peel in it and there's cinnamon. Mm. But yeah, so this is going to help me focus in more, be more alert because, you know, girl, I got that memory issue. So <laughs> <laughs> I need to be on 10 today. So, yeah. OK, that's okay. what I'm doing. Well, it's, it sounds lovely. <laughs> Go mm-hmm. ahead and link that in the show notes and send that to me because these next three weeks I need to focus. OK, I need to okay. be here. So. Yeah, Let me know. This this one needs a little bit of honey in it, uh, but woo! I mean, if it's medicine, ain't always sweet. So I'ma just I'ma just suck it up, just deal with it. But yeah, we have changed our segment this morning from hot gem of the week being at the end of the episode to being at the beginning of the episode because we have a segment at the end that requires a little more attention because it's our advice segment. So. Today's segment to begin with is Hot Jam of the Week. Shay, what is your hot jam? Okay, so I heard this song, um, and I, I, you know, I was explaining to Brie before she got on, before I sent it over, that I don't necessarily like really rock with the song, but I rock with the message. And there's one particular line in there where I was like, I have never heard that in a rap song. Like, I was like, that's hard. That's that's the type of energy you need to be on. So you want me to tell you the lyric or yeah. you want to listen to it? Um, no, let me let me see. Let me listen to it because I want to see if I get the same vibe. Let's see. Okay. On Me by Ching, Ching Diamond. Ching Diamond? So. Okay. Ching Diamond. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I took your nigga, bitch, you salty, you can't get him back. Let him hit it once, and now he gone, that's cause her pussy black. She been out here crying, you too old, thought I ain't here about that. Ryan with the Drake, she sending shots like I gon' send back. Said that she don't care, but I can't tell that bitch look mad as hell. These bitches be bummy and they mad cause I look bad as hell. He kept you on a low, when he with me, it's like a show and tell. She hoping that I fail, not even knowing I'm gon' wish away. Me and all my bitches getting money, that's just how we party. Bitches acting dumb up in the club, then we gon' get retarded. Could've had a steak, I'm from the hood, bitch, where the news at? Could've bought a shape, but all my niggas love that food. Okay. I'm acting the food and best belief, so it's my brother's too. Say you got a Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, you've been coming at me with these hardcore <laughs> rap bitches. Okay. 
talk to me about this verse. What verse? Okay. Because is it the wishing well verse? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hit me, hit me with what, what yes. you're connecting with on that. Because okay, I'm connecting with it because it seems like in this you know rap thing like girls are always saying like oh i'm about to steal your man and ha ha like you know just like you know Mm -hmm. i mean and she does it a little bit too but when she said you wish me harm not knowing that i'm about to wish you well i feel like that is just so like okay but i'm still wishing the best for you sweetheart like i i want nothing but greatness for you i and i feel like you have to be at a certain level of like maturity to even think like that like I don't, Baby, I don't that's want spell work, honey. Okay, what she's saying is, go ahead and pray on my downfall. I'm gonna wish you well. I'm gonna wish you well. I'm gonna wish you well. So, Ooh, when you, whatever you try to like throw at me, repelled, repelled, repelled. Sorry. Yeah. So and on top of that, when we, I think we had this conversation when I came across a, a healer, and she was pretty much like somebody who wants to treat you like an asshole and you want to get back to them you don't you don't wish them ill you wish mm-hmm. them a long fruitful life with many lessons many children who are great teachers for them you wish them high fr- fertility you wish them just the longevity of their journey yeah. with lots of messages and i'm like god <laughs> cuz it's so easy to be like F this person. Correct. It's so easy to be like, I'm going to get you back. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to do that. It's not easy to be like, I'm going to leave that where it is. We want nothing but the best for you, but I'm going to go this way. You know? Correct. So, uh, yeah. When when I heard that, I was like, whoa. Okay. And I, I think. I think it clicked. Something why. clicked it, for you. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like, I feel like I don't have any enemies because in a way, I kind of think the same way i i give i definitely give people a lot of grace and i give maybe more than they deserve but i feel like i'm a person like i don't have to wish harm on you like because i very much believe in karma like it's not my job to get back at you the world is gonna take care of you right you know Mm -hmm. so it i just i have to continue to be a good person for me so Yes. yes, I am yeah. right there with you. I have nothing even to add because yes, correct. Yes. You got it. You got it. We're on the same wavelength. I love it. I love that. That was on me by Ching Diamond. I hear you, sweetie. Um, okay, my song of the week, hot <laughs> jam of the week is I'm mad at myself for not mentioning y'all mentioning this to y'all sooner. This is my favorite album right Ooh. now, like of all time. This album is so good because it is just phenomenal. You can cook to it. You can dance to it. I do medicine to it. I do every, this is like my background music of my life, but my friends and family know how much I love this album that I got it three times for my birthday on vinyl. I have three, I have this record three times in my collection. Oh my goodness. I play this damn record out. Okay. But my favorite song, one of my favorite songs is Dia Robbie. And this is by my favorite band, Karungbin. And they did a collaboration with this uh, Saharan desert musician. His name is uh, Vu Fakar Tore. And it's his son that is doing the collaboration. So this is like a lot happening musically. Mm -hmm. But wow, holy shit. Let's go ahead and play it. Okay.
before we even got on the show, we were just talking about this, not this mm-hmm. song specifically, but we were talking about how, you know, some songs, they either don't have lyrics or they're in a different language and you don't necessarily know what they're saying or like what the meaning behind the song is, but you feel that emotion in the song. Right. Right. And this off top, like I'm getting like Middle Eastern type sounds, yes. mix of like smooth jazz in a way. And yes. I'm listening to it. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I'm, I'm, and Okay, so this is why it was weird to me because the lyrics are in, in French. And I was like, I was hearing these other sounds, but I mean, mm-hmm, of course, you know, like mm-hmm. once you hear an instrumental and if it works, it works. Like I just, I want to get the translation because I'm like, what are you talking about? I know about? what this song is about. So this, song, oh, okay. let me, I, I can fill you in. I can fill you in the details because I'm obsessed. But the song is actually <laughs> taken from the original owner. Um, I think his name is Ali Vakar Fure Arture, and his song is called Darabi. And he's talking about falling in love with a woman who mm. was told not to want to be in love with him. So he's like, oh. your mom told you not to marry me. Your dad told you not to marry me. But he's like... I don't care. I'm gonna marry you anyway because I love you and I'm I hope that you see like my beauty besides what people say. And like I don't know, uh. the, the lyrics for the original song makes sense, but in this song they kind of snip it and cut it up to create a vibe and it's like almost an ode to the original creator of the song and the entire album is in another language. Like yo the fucking album is so good. When I was in Costa Rica, we were at this um, bar and it was just me and Sadell and they had great music, such mm-hmm. good music. And I was like, I'm gonna go to the DJ and I'm gonna be like, DJ, can you play this one song? It was my actual birthday and I just really wanted to hear it. They played this and then the guy comes up to me. He's like, oh, we love them. Thank you. And I was like, I'm gonna send you the album because I have three. So I would love for <laughs> this to be in your bar. Yeah. I- what you sent them your one of your vinyls. yeah i'm sending them the album i just keep forgetting to get to the post office but yes i have their address they will get this album um, soon that, no yeah. but that's amazing and then they played it for you too yes they played Did they it know it was your birthday or they were just yeah like, well i told them then it was my birthday and they sent over some birthday shots and Aww. it was a vibe we were looking over the beach it was just me and sadelle and we were just vibing to one of my favorite songs of all time i love that highlight love that. yeah highlight this song moment. is this song is good. I'm going to add it to the playlist for sure. And maybe that was, you know, you you talked about your trip and how it was like everything was just like, this is the move. Yes, yes, yes. So maybe that was more of a confirmation for you too. Just like being there, listening to your song, hearing your song in a place that you want to be. It's like, oh, okay. I have a sneak peek into what my future looks like, you know? Yes. Yes. You get it. You're right there. So that's this whole album, if you can give it a listen I guarantee you, you will dance, you will just, you will be vibing. It's great background music. Um, yeah, I just love it. I have yeah. 10 out of 10, five out of five it's, stars. Like, and then isn't that what music is supposed to be? It's like, it's not always the lyrics, but like it, the lyrics help. Don't, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. But like when we have music, like instrumentals or, or like jazz music or, you know, just music from back in the day. It's like it was more so the feeling, like what emotion does this, you know, bring out of you, I guess. So and I think that's the story of jazz, because I feel like the older I get, the more I understand jazz before jazz Mm -hmm. used to be boring. I'm like, what? 
But the storytelling <laughs> is really in the notes, in the the yeah. vibrations, and how they're telling. There's a um, actual another artist that I'll just recommend you guys listen to. Her name is Alice Coltrane. She's actually the wife of uh, John Coltrane, mm-hmm. and she is a psychedelic jazz musician. And her album Journey to Shisandra, I can't say it correctly, but it's the only album in the world that has been noted to make people feel like they are high on drugs without taking anything. If you listen to it from start to finish, yes. And I played in my medicine journeys too. And girl, we be seeing shit. Um, No, for real. I'm not even joking. Dead ass. Okay. You will see some shit off that music and the medicine together. Holy cow. Um, Moving forward, though, because we could get into psychedelics all day long. We are talking (laughs) about the menstrual cycle. So we are going to start the show. I'm Bree. And I'm Shalika. And we are two long-term friends who get together once a week to chat over coffee or tea. Join us as we talk about all things black, white, and in between with With Cafe Confessions. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Before we get into our actual topic, which is the menstrual cycle, we are going to start with our segment, which is tea over tea. Shay, what's your tea today? Okay, so this tea came to me... (laughs) Well, not really came. Well, I guess it did come to me. I had a friend over and she wanted to watch this show. And it was, it's called Secrets and Sisterhood, the Sazadas. I could be mispronouncing that, so I do apologize. But it's basically about these 10 sisters. Uh, their mother was a refugee who came over from Afghanistan. So four of their sisters were actually born in Afghanistan and the rest are more Americanized. And you see the sisters go through this like conflict because it's like, you have the ones that are very traditional. You have the ones that are not so traditional. Um, you even have, and it, this is kind of, I guess it's it's really hard for them, like being from a Muslim culture, they're not as free to express certain things. So like you can see in the confessional, like when, you know, when they have their little sit down moment about like, okay, well, what happened? Um, they're almost hesitant about what they want to share because they're like, oh, my mom is going to see this. Oh, you know this, that, and the other. So one of the things that popped up was, you know, they're very openly talking, some of the sisters, the the younger generation, openly talking about sex. They're openly talking about drinking. They're openly talking about possibly dating someone of the same sex. Now, if you are familiar with Muslim culture, this is a big, big, big no-no for them, right? So you have this online battle going on where people are saying this is disrespectful to the culture. You know, if they were back in Afghanistan, they would be stoned. Um, you know, this is, this entire show is, um, they consider it haram. So like sin, it's very sinful, a very sinful show. And I can see them, you know, trying to be on that, like, Kardashian wave like how like what they're talking about but the show is actually really good and I feel like I feel like other cultures like you know it's known that you know there are people within the culture that you know don't follow religion to a T and I think with Muslim culture it's been very much how do I say this it's been very much like picture perfect in a way like they've been able to like 
control the narrative. But with this show, it's kind of like opening your eyes like, hey, y'all are just like us. And that's okay because at the end of the day, we're humans. Like, yes, we do believe in whatever you believe in, like whether that's, you know, Christianity, um, um, Muslim or um, Islam, I think I might be yes. messing that up um, um, or you're spiritual, whatever. Um, but it's like, at the end of the day, you're going to make mistakes at the end of the day, you're still having this life experience. So it was very interesting being an outsider. I'm not a part of the, you know, that culture. I'm not even a part of like, you know, like that, um, I guess culture. So it's, it's just interesting to be like an onlooker and be like, Oh, okay. Um, but also having a friend that used to date someone who is a part of that culture and them being not spiritual at all, it's just more so something that they do for their elders uh, because they don't want the possibility of getting shunned by their family. They don't want mm -hmm. their family to walk away from them. And I think within this show, you can see like that is one of the biggest battles. Like I don't want to say something to not only my mom, but my elder sisters who also had a hand in raising me because there's that level of respect that they don't want to cross. But it's also hard because it's like, well, it's going to be live. It's going to be on TV. So like the information is already out there regardless. Like one sister was talking about how, you know, she got divorced and basically got pregnant by someone who wasn't her husband. He didn't want to be involved with the baby and she lost the baby. Now, whether that's true or she, you know, did what she needed to do, terminated the pregnancy, you know, we will never know that. But it's like, these are also things that are like very absolute no so what do you think about that i think that um you're correct me if i'm wrong but you're experiencing what great tv could be like even mm -hmm. if it is just a reality show i think television should push boundaries um with the person especially that's on the other end of receiving it it should catapult you into a world that you've never really gotten a, a view in that's what makes great tv and i think um that I can appreciate this being the first of its kind in its in this way, this inside in-depth look, which is why we like documentaries because mm -hmm. we get to see what's going on behind the scenes a little bit. And reality TV is kind of like a cousin of a documentary. So I support whatever they support. If this is what their journey is for themselves, this is what they think that they need to do to make waves in their culture or change the tide. I know that Muslim culture is... Um, Islam is really kind of directed towards the woman not being the head of the household, not being the yeah. decision maker, not really being too standing out um, to be seen or heard, yeah. you know, and this is no judgment. I, I don't want to judge anyone else's religion or culture because I'm not in it. But I feel like maybe this is revolutionary for them. You know, and yeah. who are they representing in this show? Is it the the little girls who are desperate to be seen and can't, you know, yeah. like, I don't know what this is doing for their culture. And it could be a fucking phenomenal or it could be detrimental. But like, I think that we should just trust their process. What yeah. do you think? What are your thoughts? <clears throat> no, I agree with that. I feel like it's kind of like when you see someone doing something and you're like, oh, I do that. I feel normal. I feel seen. And yes. I feel like that's exactly what they're doing. Like you may <clears throat> beat yourself up because you're like, well, why can't I just, you know, follow my religion to a T? Why can't I just be better? You know, like, you know, no, maybe it's just my family that thinks this way. And it's not, you can, you can see that, you know, they're going through those same things. It's, it is very hard. Like I could not imagine coming from a very strict household like that, like a very strict, like on 
you know, you have to do things for the family's sake. Like mm-hmm. you don't really get to be your own individual. And I think um, a lot of the women on the show, there's 10 sisters for one. That's like that's a lot different of generations within within the sisters alone. And I think um, when you you see the younger sisters being like, OK, well, I'm a grown woman. This is what I want to do. Um, one of the ladies, like, uh, she had her sisters over. Her mother was over. She didn't know her mother was going to be over. But she had, like, a not necessarily a two-piece, but a very revealing top. And, mm. you know, as soon as she saw her mom, she's like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here, mom. And then she's like, you know, talk, telling, you know, one of her sisters, like, I have to stop doing this. She's like, I'm a grown woman. I can make my own decisions. I, this is not back in Afghanistan. I need to be my own person. And if I want to wear this, that is my choice. But, you know, of course the mother, the sisters are going to look down on that. And, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's hard being from a family where it's like, if you don't do what we say, or, you know, what our religion tells us to do, I have to turn my back on you. Like I may love you, but I have to love you from a distance because you're not following what we need to follow our, our, our practices, our beliefs. Um, and I, I, you know what, I kind of see that a lot in, um, Latino culture too, you know, not necessarily religion, but like it's the family in not to say that that's wrong, but there's no say so on your end. Like you don't get to control your life. And what is life about if someone else is, you know, controlling it? Like if, 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 if we can't mm-hmm. make our own decisions, if we can't, you know, just do what we want to do or or have, there's no room for messing up. It's like, how do we ever learn how to be our own person? And these people are like in their 20s, their late 20s, their 30s, their 40s. And it's like mm-hmm. you never once questioned anything, like questioned your religion, questioned why it's like this, question anything. And I get it. Like um, some of them are actually, you know, they grew up in that culture. They grew up in Afghanistan. But it's like, it's not even safe for women to be there now. Like, since the Taliban took over, women can't even get be educated anymore. Mm. You really can't go anywhere without a man. It's not safe for you. And I commend the mom for, you know, getting her daughters out of there, her daughters, her husband, you know, while he was alive, because they also mentioned the father's no longer in their life. But, <clears throat> like, you came over here for a better life, but it's almost like better life with limitations. So better life with intense scrutiny and judgment, you know, better life with, we can't see you here in the physical. So we're going to probably attack you wherever we can attack you because, you know, you're shedding light on things that we don't want to be seen. So, I mean, I support um, any woman who is going against any type of, oppression of any sort if that's their story that they're telling i haven't seen the show but if this is something that they feel they need to do to liberate their women their people um and that's this is their method of doing so of course i support it you know but thanks for sharing i had no idea about this (laughs) me either when i promise you uh my friend came over put the show on and i was like hold up this is actually good like Mm -hmm. and not because they were muslim women but i mean that definitely had a part in it but it was just good in general like to watch someone's family dynamic and you can see like hey i'm i'm very strict about this and i'm not and there's that battle and it's like they it's just it's a good show so i Mm. can see why it's there's a lot of like controversy around it but yeah i would say check it out secrets of the sisterhood i sure will 
Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. You're welcome. And that was a good tea over tea, a nice open dialogue about something that's completely out of our realm. But um, this is probably out of your realm. This is heavy tea over tea in my space. And um, this is with the protesters at MAPS. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. So MAPS is um, a... It's kind of like a corporation that was founded by this guy named Rick Dublin. And it's a it's called MAPS for like multidisciplinary association for psychedelic research. So, yes, they provide a lot of research on psychedelics. They have, you know, web pages. They also have an Instagram page and they it's flooded with all these medicine seekers. Right. It's kind of like Fox News for uh, psychedelics. Yeah. But um they're, they're in hot water right now because, of course, Rick Doblin is a white gentleman. And a lot of these medicinal practices come from indigenous practitioners, indig- indigenous shamans, medicine workers. OK, so he's been trying to have the psychedelic movement be persisted for a while for use of like medicinal me- medicines for uh, mental health and depression and PTSD and so on and so forth. Right. Like taking these medicines that indigenous people have been doing for centuries and now bringing them to the light for the regular Western culture. And as you can see, that could be very beneficial, but also problematic because yeah. when we talk about colonization of these practices that have already been in work in alignment with these indigenous cultures we have an issue for example i'm going to use the cannabis industry cannabis has never caused any health issues prior to it being catapulted into this whole capitalization movement where you see Mm -hmm. you know weed shops on every corner now people are actually getting sick from the medicines that they're smoking because they're filled with pesticides and it's causing this inverse reaction so pretty much the protester the indigenous man who spoke on this issue was saying that once colonization takes over medicines that's when the problem starts because the medicines do not like to be disrespected you're over Uh, sharing them they're not being used in the right medicinal way and the medicines will then attack the systems and he talked about this i'm gonna take a clip so you can hear exactly what he says but before we get into that clip i want to talk about where this really first started so when we think about psychedelics we always go back to what the 60s right and do we ever question like how did that happen how did that spark where did that come from it was actually done by a white male. His name was Gordon Watson. And he traveled to Mexico to learn about psilocybin through this shamanic medicine woman. Her name was Maria Sabina. And she was very known for her healing practices with psilocybin. She asked this man, Gordon Watson, not to take any photos, not to share this information with the public. And guess what? He did he just did. that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. In quote, he is the first white man recorded in history to eat divine mushrooms and talk about it. And this was on the cover of Life magazine. And she was catapulted as this medicine woman who started the revolution of magic mushrooms in the 60s. And it was against her will. And she was thrown into it. People blamed her for ruining the minds of many of Americans when it was really this Gordon Watson guy who yeah. exploited her. Yeah. Right. And this is what's happening again. So I'm going to go ahead and play the clip, if you don't mind, of the protester. So 
so hard to be in front of here. This is very challenging. I want you to be aware that you have been deceived by this movement. The psychedelic renaissance is not really a psychedelic renaissance. The psychedelics and DMA is something that is just created a few decades ago. It's not renaissance at all. The plant medicine is renaissance within the Western system and it has been happening for decades through the indigenous people. We open our medicines for you to heal, not to take, not to strike. So this movement is not a renaissance. It's been happening already for a long time and it's been appreciated. Our renaissance bringing the medicines for you to heal. You're taking it, you're colonizing it, you're damaging us, you're healing or and erasing our cultures. Please stop, think, think critically. This is not okay. You people deceive, and you're gonna continue being deceived. The same happened to tobacco, now causes cancer. The same happened to opioids, now causes addiction. The same happened to coca, now cocaine causes a lot of harm. Please look at the cycle of colonization and how this continues to happen. In 20, 30 decades from now, you're gonna see the medicine harming you because they're living beings and they don't like to be abused. They're hmm. What are your thoughts? Ooh, okay. I mean, I actually had this conversation with Jalil. Uh, we were in Vegas and we were at the Caesars Palace and to see a big-ass weed shop in there, I'm like, yeah, as soon as, and I hate to say it, but as soon as these people know, like, okay, there's money in this, we're going to bend the laws. And as soon as you get your hand on it, it's not the same. There are so many, there's so many people that are like, that have said, you know, when I get weed from my weed man, it's regular stuff. When you get all this other, these different type of strains, and then they're like, okay, they manipulate the plant. So it's, you know, it has these different effects on it. Of course, that's going to start causing problems. And I think colonizers need to stop being so greedy and listen to what the originators are saying. Yeah. Like we, we, we let you in a small, cause you know, that's usually the way of other people. We're letting you in. We're letting, we're letting you into our practices. We're showing you how we heal our people. We're showing you, you know, I guess how you can tap into your mind. And then all you see is dollar signs. Yes. It's insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 too much. And I feel really bad because it sounded like someone was trying to stop him from talking, like trying to basically oh, yeah. get him to wrap it up. That was um, Rick Dublin, the founder oh. of MAPS, trying to get oh, him okay. off the stage. Yeah. So there's the energy. This is the mm -hmm. man who is in the Renaissance era of psychedelic medicine. Yet you want to shoo off the indigenous people when they speak their thoughts yeah. on what you're colonizing. It's the craziest thing. And to add on to this point, I'm not trying to out anyone, but, you know, me and Tadeo have stepped into the psychedelic medicine. I knew from a very early age, I waited to do medicine work for three years, right? Because I was like, I want to do it in a way that's meaningful. I didn't even know about ceremonies. I didn't even know about retreats, but the medicine found me in an authentic way. And I trusted the journey and I listened to the medicine. I did not want to just take the medicine at a concert. No judgment if that's what you do. But I knew that I had a higher calling to sit with the medicine in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I trusted my instincts. And it led me to right, right where I needed to be. 
And I can only speak off of my past experience because that's exactly what happened, believe it or not, right? We have now gotten to a space where we're like, okay, we're ready to hold space for individuals for healing, not to just do medicine, to sit around and see things and to be, Mm -hmm. you know, tweaking, quote unquote, because that's not how I feel about medicine work at all. But, you know, some people like to just have a trip. Us, it's like let's get to some let's get some work done in here let's sit with ourselves and um we had a a a neighbor here and he is a white gentleman and he said that he was interested in medicine and he was actually we caught him on the corner one day and he was like i'm trying to figure out if i want to go to another bar or not and he was like you know i'm tripping off of mushrooms right now so i was like oh i gotta put on my facilitator hat i was like no you actually don't want to be drinking while doing medicine and he kind of got a little defensive like why not and I'm like well <laughs> the medicine is <laughs> already course. doing this work like as a teacher you know you saying you're at a crossroads if you want to go get another drink is actually the medicine probably saying I want to go home and I want to sit with myself that's really right. the crossroads that you're at it's not about going to get another drink it's about the medicine saying hey that's not what I want to do yeah. right and but I that's... was right hear me you'll get there we'll get there. I know you're thinking mm-hmm. I'm thinking And um, I was like, okay, this is a great time for me to kind of extend my hand, even though I don't really reach out to people who are not people of color and say, hey, I do medicine work. But I was like, you know, I have a retreat that you can go to or we can host for you here. And, you know, we can have a better relationship with the medicine if you want to sit with it. And he was like, well, what do you mean? What do you do? And I kind of went over. I was like, we can work through any blockages, any feelings of anxiety, whatever is coming up in your life. He was like, yeah, that's not really my speed. Um, I, I just don't think that that's something that I'm interested in doing. And he kind of got very defensive. And he was like, you know, me and my fiance, I know you said you do it for couples. We have no problems. Everything is good. We're great. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, like, I don't normally extend that kind of work to random people. But him being a white male was very on brand for how he was acting with you know, plant medicine. And, and to I know, like, oh, very know-it-all. is very, very, very know-it-all. But I mean, and not to cut you off, I just feel like there's a difference in people who want to heal and want to get high. Right. Like, and, uh, okay, so this is, I don't think I've ever told you this, or maybe I have. I don't smoke weed as often or or any sort of thing because I feel like when I do that stuff, it, I am going through like my head. I'm going through, I live in my head and it's not necessarily like a bad thing. It's just, I didn't understand that. And I didn't know what to do. Like, but when you sit and you think about like some of the things that you're taking and I had to sit with myself, I'm like, it was just more so lessons. It was just more so like a recap of things that I've, I've done or that wasn't really me. Like, and that's, and I feel like until I'm ready to like get back into that, I I just don't do it. And because I know like that's where it's going to take me. It's not just about being high and being giggly and being having fun or whatever. It's about growing. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like you just you're just looking for the next thing to get you higher and higher. Like and for you to come off as like, oh, I don't I don't need your services. I don't. Sir, that's OK. You, <laughs> all right then i i won't offer my services you you go mm. out there and you start drinking and you do whatever and in a few years i'm sure i'll be looking i'll be seeing you on the corner looking for your next fix correct so. and you know what's the part that's crazy about that is i see it from a different wide scope 
Okay. You happen to be on a corner at a crossroads uh, in downtown of what drink are you going to get next? And you end up running into me, your neighbor, and you end up telling me, hey, I'm sitting with mushroom medicine right now. Even though that's not what he said. He was like, I'm tripping mm-hmm. off of mushrooms, right? But you're sitting with mushroom medicine. You tell me, someone who is heavily influenced by psychedelic medicine and the healing and spiritual growth, the medicine was already doing its work. Right. Like you're not even seeing the bigger picture. The Mm -hmm. medicine was like, hey, hey, her. She's the one. But you're so tapped out of yourself. You're not even paying attention to what the medicine is trying to tell you. Yeah. Because it's not a coincidence. Right. Like Mm -hmm. the medicine sought me out, period. Point blank. I could have been a million miles away. But I happened to be right there at that exact moment. And he felt confident enough to tell me what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And the medicine was like, help me. I'm trying to get this man. (laughs) (laughs) Medicine was like, please don't walk away. Because I'm sure you were just like, all right, uh, well, bye. Uh, That's on you. But no. No, I had my hat on. I was like, oh, nope. I was like, medicine is actually saying that. We probably are not at a crossroads with drinking. But we're at a crossroads with drinking while on medicine and drinking probably in general body is Mm -hmm. probably like we don't want to do this anymore we are not doing well with drinking maybe we want to just give up on it altogether we could have talked through it we could have walked through it but again you have to be open to healing so all i want to say is if you're out there sitting with any type of plant medicine that includes cannabis right tobacco like he had said because there's a there's a sacred tobacco too um even cacao that's sacred medicine where it's like the the origination of chocolate is actually Mm -hmm. plant medicine there's all types of medicines that we sit with every single day that we don't honor as medicines and they end up saying okay you want to abuse and use us then we'll go ahead and backfire so we have to be careful but yes that was my tea over tea (laughs) one more thing one more thing um i felt like him saying me and my fiance are good like repeatedly was also a sign that they were not, not good. good. That's exactly. What and I, said. <laughs> I think, I think you were, you were reading him, and in a way, he told on himself. Yes, you know. Yes. So, good luck to that man. Um, and I, it's very unfortunate because just listening to that audio and that man is basically pleading with them, like, can you stop abusing our, our shit? Like this is ours. And once you get a hold of it, this is what it turns into. Yeah. Like that was a warning. And it's, it's actually very sad because some people are like, well, I don't, you know, venture out into other plant medicines, but I am a, a frequent cannabis user. Now that it's like on such a wide scale, I almost am fearful for them because cannabis was that thing where it's like okay there's no addictions there's no harmful harmful side effects but we don't know what that yeah we we don't it could be it could be in the next couple years that we see some changes yeah and that's not going to be the fault of the originators that's going to be on you that's going to be on you because if medicine is growing out in the wild and you take it as it's supposed to be versus farming it spraying it down sending it with growth hormones trying to get the best version of what has already been created it's Mm -hmm. already perfect you're putting your own human touch on what you believe perfect medicine should be And that's a problem. So, yeah, it's very scary. And I feel like we look at places like Amsterdam, right, which is one of the places where you can go and you can smoke hash and, you know, do 
I don't want to say do sit with medicines there. And those people, I haven't heard a lot about what's going on in Amsterdam about there being this whole people getting sick off of mushroom medicine and all this stuff, because I feel like they still kind of incorporate it in a way where it's honoring the medicine. Like we're not adding any additives. I don't know. I haven't been to Amsterdam, but like that's the only place I can think of that is like a commercially ran city that has this medicine incorporated into the roots. So I want to dive into Amsterdam more, but we don't hear people dying over there overdosing. I mean, Europe is just a different ballgame. When I, when I was in uh, Germany, like the food was different, even though it was very hearty, like I didn't feel sluggish and full. They don't have all those additives. You, you go out there and get a sun kiss. The sun kiss look like a lemonade. Like it's, it's, (laughs) it doesn't have all the extra shit that like, we have, have here, here yeah. you know, like, yeah. girl, don't even get me started because just from our food, just our food. You can see it in We're, the food. You don't even have to do you medicine. Can see you food. can see it in the food. Yes. They so, are already oh. killing us. They're like, okay, well... All right, you don't want to eat our food. We're gonna we're gonna get to your plants. Okay, you don't want. Yeah, we're gonna get to you. We're gonna get to your water. We're gonna get to your water. Fucking, they approve lab grown meat, meat, bro. Right? Yes, lab grown meat. Yes, but I mean that's not too far off because we're already eating lab grown fucking lettuce and and pro. Just it's it's too much. It's too much, y'all. I just be safe. That's all that I ask. Be safe. Be conscious. And I want to get back to what you said about when you sit with cannabis medicine and you get in your head about it I think the medicine is maybe calling you to do some work in there right there's a reason we're going to the headspace so it Mm -hmm. could be a time to center like I'm gonna do a little bit of this I'm gonna set the intention I'm gonna smoke a couple puffs and I'm going to meditate right and I'm not gonna be afraid to go there that's you sitting with plant medicine and that can we just bring that up too because I feel like I am a person I'm good with two puffs I am good. I don't feel like I need to be a damn zombie. No. <laughs> Some people <laughs> will indulge until they like, oh, I can't smoke anymore. And it's like, what is that really doing for you? Now you are right. a vegetable. Like, right. I, I, I feel like and that's that's abuse in itself. But no, I, I completely understand that it's, it is, you know, some self-work that, you know, my body is calling me to do like I I know that that's what it is and it took me a long time to get there because you know when I realized it was going to happen I would start to get paranoid and I'm like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and uh, I felt like I was getting very anxious about that and um, I had to you know just basically calm myself down like it's okay I really have a pep talk with myself before I even smoke or or take an edible or anything I'm just like you're gonna be okay and whatever comes, take it as a lesson. So yeah, and that's it. Take it. I love that. Take it as a lesson. Also, have your resources available. If you know, like, okay, even I'm out, I'm at the bar, I'm turning up with my friends, but I'm gonna do a little something, something. Mm-hmm. Call me. Like, this is oh, what yeah. I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because and I'm I'm saying this for no judgment. I accidentally dosed myself last week. I decided that I wanted to take a microdose. I was frustrated with learning Spanish. Uh, I couldn't get my tongue to move the way that I wanted to. I was really just having a hard time. And I was like, maybe I need to sit with a little bit of medicine to help me focus on my mouth a little bit more. And um, I took way too much. I sat with way too much. And I ended up having a really horrible trip. I mean, it was very lesson filled, but it was the first time I was like, 
I am not doing well right now. <laughs> I'm really not doing okay. I literally, yeah. for real. And I'll get into that medicine journey at another time. But I had to call my friend up. I was like, girl, I'm struggling. I need help. Like, <laughs> and we sat there, we talked through it. And was I embarrassed? Absolutely. But eventually that went away and I needed another ear in my space to be like, okay, let's breathe through this. Let's talk through this. So sometimes we just need to reach out to the right people to bring us back on track. And guess what? I walked out of there with a lot of lessons, even though that was not my intention. Right. uh, (laughs) At all. I felt like I was, I was in a full five gram journey. Um, So we will not be doing that again, but moving forward to our absolute actual topic which is the menstrual cycle right yes <laughs> we're here now people one hour in we're here oh um, like, okay <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the actual topic i have a deck here an oracle deck it's called sacred cycles and it's all about the menstrual cycle so i'm gonna pull a card for us to see what what is the energy of today's episode give me one second here see what comes up okay we got the lunar eclipse let's read that the lunar eclipse okay so it says and i embrace my shadows (laughs) it's the quote on there i embrace my shadows (laughs) this is actually right on point (laughs) the shadows we were just talking about okay these little hard truths that we need to sit with when we're sitting with medicine it says lunar eclipses occur when the earth obscures the light from the sun that shines upon the full moon in the old world the moon's disappearance was cause for suspicion it ignited a fear of the unknown you're being called to get familiar with your shadows the time has to, has come to root out any lingering or stuck energy, limiting beliefs or old stories that may keep you stagnant or playing small, Shay. <laughs> this is right on point for us, okay? As you explore and befriend your shadows to learn from them, you will find deep wisdom and remember how to trust yourself. This journey is bound to leave you with a better understanding of your past and your present. The wisdom of this nighttime wonder lies in letting go, releasing expectations, rejecting self-imposed limits, and setting down all that no longer is that all that is no longer yours to carry. You're a sacred body. And it's asking you to release these heavy limitations during this transition. Let them go and allow yourself to be free. I love that. I think that was right on point for our last episode. And what we just came out of conversation with about what is going on in that shadow work of self Shay, Right. And for me, no judgment for you. Just you just talked about it. You're just yeah. right on topic. Any thoughts? Thank you for that. No, no. I feel like you summed it up nicely because... It's just more confirmation, yes. confirmation, confirmation. All right. No more playing small. We're playing big and we're going to sit with all those things that make us feel like we need to be small. So with that said, I'm going to start with our first question for you. What was the experience of getting your first cycle? First of all, this was one of my questions. So, <laughs> um, okay. So I just remember that I was getting my hair done and all day, I I wasn't feeling well. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why my stomach hurts. So I remember, I guess like during or maybe right after she was doing my hair, I went to the restroom and I was like, 
oh, I'm bleeding. And then I started crying and I was like, it's okay. That just means that you are turning into a woman now. And I was probably like 11 <laughs> and I'm having this pep talk with myself. And then I remember, um, I remember on the car ride home, I, I remember it was my, my brother and my sister Kim and I had said something, but like, like undercover in a way like, okay, like, well, I'm, I'm a new person now or something. And then I remember when I told my mom, her face just lit up and she was just so happy. Oh. And <laughs> she was like, okay, this is what we have to do. And I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, that was my first experience. It was a nice, it was a nice experience. I but I also, that. thank you. Let me just say, I did not know that a cycle was like forever. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that part because I thought like once you had it, that was it. Like you only have it one time and then you're good. No, nobody told me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, your inner goddess just woke up and was like, okay, I'm becoming a woman. This is what we do. Like it was just like a natural DNA type of energetic like release. Like, Oh, God's energy is here. We know that this is what womanhood is all about. You know that you are reborn now. Like, <laughs> I love that. I think that is so cute. <laughs> what about you? Mine was not like that. I, I, I'm kind of like a little envious. Um, <laughs> I remember I was watching The Grudge on DVD with my Ooh. cousins, my mom and my aunt. And we were all laid around in the living room watching The Grudge. And I was like, I got to go to the bathroom and I go and there it is. And I was like, really embarrassed. I felt a lot of shame and um, I didn't have like the confidence to tell my mom like, Hey, I got my period. So I stuffed my panties with a bunch of toilet paper and just tried to ignore the issue for mm -hmm. about an hour. And I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about it. I couldn't even focus on the movie. I couldn't even get scared. And um, I just kind of pulled her aside and was just like, I think I need to get some, you know, pads because I got my period. And she was like, oh, OK, because my mom doesn't know to this day. She thinks that I got my period at another time, which was a couple years earlier than that. And really, I just scratched myself really hard. And oh. I never told her that that was actually not a period. So she always tells people, yeah, Brie got her period one time and it stopped for three years and then it came back. But the truth is, I just didn't have the courage to be like, I scratched myself, I think, a little too hard when I was wiping. <laughs> so now she's probably like, oh, my God. So, yeah, that was actually my first period. And um, I'm sorry, mom, for lying. But, yeah, that was it. First of all, can we just say that this wiping too hard thing started from a very, very young early age? age. Yes. <laughs> it's it's not because I just have a germ problem. Like I don't want anything left behind. So <laughs> this is my own thing. Lord. I'm working through it. I'm no, no, it. that's a, I mean, I feel like everyone should be like that. But at a, a point in time, you gotta be like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Nothing's there. That's okay. <laughs> I could put the tissue down. <laughs> no, okay. I needed to hear that. But yeah, that was it. So um, I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry that you were watching The Grudge when all this happened. <laughs> I will forever um, associate that movie with my menstrual cycle. <laughs> okay. So, okay. When your mom first thought it was your period, do you remember her reaction then? Yes. Um, I called her. She was at work. And I said, I think, I think I, I'm bleeding. And she goes, oh, oh, 
oh okay you know and like I hear it in her voice she's frantic and she's like well um I'll be home shortly and I, I will go to the store and get you some some pads and like she was just not prepared <laughs> not prepared she was yeah. not prepared and I was nine so I wouldn't be prepared either yeah oh. she was like I got a couple more years before we have to get there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah poor mom she was stressed out yeah totally sure. well you know what you should have told her the truth so she i know it. i need to call her up and be like i'm releasing the episode i need to talk to you real quick <laughs> she's like brie why did you lie to me all this time i just it just i let her run with it she told too many people and i was like oh it's already gone too far i'm gonna just okay. let it roll <laughs> look i don't know what it is but like when moms be like my daughter started her period like when my when my sister told me about my niece she was just so proud and I was like I don't even know what to say like this is my baby and now she has a period like this is crazy but okay well you kind of answered my next question and it was about you know have you ever had an embarrassing moment so what I mean do you have another one with I my with my cycle <laughs> yeah yes. um I actually got my period I was probably 13 I got it at Knott's Berry Farm and I oh, did Lord. not prepare for it. You know, when we're young, we just be going with it. We don't have no yeah. prep, no nothing. I didn't even carry a purse at this time. <laughs> and I got I got my period at Knott's Berry Farm early in the morning. And they had no pads or tampons in a little 25 cent um, machine. Mm. And I was just not going to go home. I was just not. I didn't care. I was like, I'm riding this thing out. We're going to free bleed, <laughs> I guess. I guess that's what we're going to do because you ain't about to ruin my fun. And <laughs> she said, we already here. So <laughs> I literally had my damn skirt tied around my short. Not my skirt. My uh, jacket. Jacket tied around my shorts the whole day. Can we? Yeah. Oh, God. Lord. Poor, poor, poor 13-year-old Brie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just say that, like, that is the official, like, sign of a girl that is probably on her period? Yes. Because of what? Yes. Okay. So kind of similar, but I was a grown ass adult actually. And um, I remember I was getting ready for a show I was about to bend. And um, I remember I was like, okay, well, let me just go change my tampon and then um, we can get on the road. So did everything except for replace the tampon. Mm. And (laughs) oh my God. And this was like day two of the, yeah, you know, yeah. This was like day two of the period. So I was like, oh, I got to use the bathroom. And when I pulled my pants down, I said, oh, my God, I never put in. An- it was bad. And I had just started. I was like, I'm already in in Long Beach. I can't do anything about this. Like, mm. I can't. I'm, I'm just here now. And I was like, I, I remember my best friend was with me. I was like, do you have a tampon on you? Do you have anything? And. Um, I believe she did, but I was like, it was too late. I don't have any extra pants. So of course, what do we do? I had a jacket, thank God, and tied it around my waist. And we just did what we had to do until I could get home. Oh my God. Poor women. I mean, those early, I'm going to get into the earliest phases of learning about yourself through your cycle, but Mm -hmm. them years where you're like, I mean, we need to have a thorough class. Like moms need to come yeah. together and sit with, we need to go over hygiene. We need to go over timing of when to change, when it's appropriate to wear a tampon. I think you must right. be responsible. Like 
I don't believe in though you got to be having sex to have a, a tampon. That's what I was told back in the day. Old school shit. I oh. you feel more comfortable wearing a tampon at 13. That's your business. But we got to be responsible. About that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, no. OK. OK. So yes. when we get there, we'll get there. But yes. Yeah. So I think that the practice of like a woman talking to her daughter or auntie or niece or whoever it is. Um, for me, it would be my younger sister about that part of their life. It needs to be just an open discussion and a real honest conversations because we just be thrown to the wolves, like figuring it out, figuring it out, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> sorry. what has been his second question? What has been the overall relationship with your cycle? Um, me and her been up and down. Yeah. We, 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 we've had some beef in the past, but, um, I feel like I just know my cycle to a T now and it helps to have a period tracker because before I was like, all right, I'm, I'm counting down the days and I, it's going to be around this time. And now my period tracker is like very spot on, but I also feel like I put too much into that period tracker because if it's not there on the date that it said it's going to be there I'm going to have an attitude because I'm already planning out my week of how mm -hmm. it's supposed to go but typically it starts off with me being nauseous and I'm like okay and this may be TMI but then I get like extremely constipated and I'm like okay this is all right I probably got about a week like once I eat stuff and I'm just like I'm feeling sick with everything I eat. Like I already know like What's my coming? period is coming. Yeah. And I've never been a, you know, I, I, I know that a lot of women and this is not like I in, in any way trying to like period shame or be a pick me of periods, but I feel like my periods have been fairly consistent except for when I was on birth control for like about two years, like getting off of that. It was very irregular. I was having periods for like a whole week, like six, seven days. Mm. And then it cut down to like three days. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have a period for just three days. And now it's regular, a regular five day period. But I never, I feel like it's not as bad as a lot of women because there are some women that cannot move. There's some women that lose too much blood. And it's like, they're, they just, they're just in the house for the first couple of days, maybe even three. Um, and there's some women that can't even just like use a tampon. They got to use mm -hmm. a tampon and a pad and, mm -hmm. you know, changing that often. So I will say that I am very fortunate to have like a, a regular period. And I hope that, you know, when I have children, it doesn't mess it up in any way. Cause we, like I said, we like this right now, except for when she wants to be late. And I'm like, Hey, you had, you had one job to be here on time. Right. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll talk about in a second, too, because that's actually going to be my answer. So okay. this may be helpful yeah. for you. OK. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I have a really great relationship with my period. And now that I am in control of buying like my own, you know, products, it's it's a lot better because yes. I don't have to be we got to talk about this shaming, but I feel like it should not be an embarrassing thing, but to go and ask someone like, Hey, can we go to the store so I can buy pads or can we go to the store? Cause like, so I can get this or whatever. It's like, now I'm like, I'm buying three boxes at a time because yes. I'm, I'm going to buy in bulk. Yes. And then this is 
I could do that. Like I am willing to uh, spend that money. And now that your girl got FSA through her job, oh, <laughs> swipe it up, swipe it up. But yeah, yeah. But what about? <laughs> what about I love you? that. Um, yeah, and it's been the earlier years were very painful, very dreadful. Um, oh. I used to really curse my cycle. Um, it was just I really feel like I struggled with some I had I'm getting all over the place but you got you guys probably don't know but I used to have cysts on my ovaries and sometimes I still get them and that comes with like really painful periods really heavy periods so it took a lot for me to learn to appreciate my cycle um now I can understand it as like a teacher, like uh, learning my cycle has become a guide for me. And I was what I was going to get into is called sacred bleeding. And when you mention like your period is late, or it's early, right? It could just be your body adapting to its new cycle. So there's two cycles. I don't know if you ever heard of this before. Mm, I don't think I have. Okay, so red moon cycle and the white moon cycle. And I call my cycle moon time, my moon or my moon cycle, because really you have phases of the moon you have phases of your cycle which i'll talk about later but learning about sacred bleeding is kind of just understanding like what your cycle is trying to teach you at this time so if you're on the red moon you kind of bleed or most likely bleed with the full moon so start looking into the moon phases of when you start your period and this will kind of tell you what you need to know oh okay (laughs) so full moon and you bleed with the full moon, you're on the red moon cycle. This means that you're in a space of like creativity, wisdom, passion, personal growth, very like introspective energy right now. Like it's all about you, babe. Focus on you. Do what you got to do for yourself. (laughs) Fuck everybody else. Like that's how I see the red moon cycle, right? And this is normally the cycle associated with like witches and healers and medicine women. Not that you have to be a witch healer or medicine women to be on the red moon, but because they are so in their power, like that's what they associate the cycle with. And then the other part is the white moon cycle. And that means that you're bleeding closer to or on the new moon. And this is the energy of like caretakers, um, the mother Mm. energy, right? Giving their energy outward, focusing on everyone else, nurturing everybody else. So they kind of show up in our life when we need a little extra attention in the community, right? So both are beautiful. You can switch throughout time. Sometimes I'm on the red moon. Sometimes I'm on the white moon and I'll know what I need to be doing during those moon cycles. Okay. Yes. So that's my answer. That's been my relationship with my, my cycle has been. Okay. So like, okay. So you mentioned, you know what you should be doing. Like, give me an example. Like what should you be doing on the, the red moon? Oh, full moon. I'm tapping into my intuition. I love, I just feel more intuitively inclined. I'm just reading cards at a different rate. I am yoni steaming or preparing my yoni steams. You don't yoni steam on your period, but like focusing more on herbalism, focusing more on reading books and just Mm -hmm. tapping into my movies and just me. It is self-care for me. Like, don't talk to me. I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I feel like a lot more more people need to do that because there are sometimes like I'm talking to a friend and it's like the first or second day and they real snappy and I'm just like mm-hmm. maybe you just need some time alone, alone. yeah <laughs> they probably have things that they're trying to get to and do yeah 
period like yeah white moon it's like oh god look at this my period came let me share with the world let me hug let me love where, where can i be of assistance how can i show up for you mostly the red moon is like bitch i'm not interested yeah. I'm in the house. I got things. I want to tend to these plants or whatever it is that you do. So don't judge yourself. Um, it will change. My period goes from white moon to red moon all the time. It switches like over the course of six months. But my second question, or is that my question? Or No, I think it's on you. It's on you, right? Oh, that was your question. Yes. Okay. Did you have a, a part two to that? Nope. Is that a follow up? Nope. Follow up. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow up. No, no follow up. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, so my next question is, what has been some of the best advice you've received involving your cycle? So it was actually um, one of my medicine retreat facilitators. She talked about the lunar phases of the cycle. And I was like, ah, I wish I would have known this sooner. Do you want to hear about them? Yeah, please. Okay, so this was going to answer my second question, but it's fine so there's four phases of the lunar cycle and just like the lunar cycle there's actually four different phases of the menstrual cycle and this is why we call it the moon time moon cycle all that stuff so the first one is called the menstrual phase the the phase of menstruation and this is the time of introspection and in nature it aligns with winter so when we think about winter we think about like retreating in the house right Mm, snuggling up cozying up and it also relates to the new moon and the day of time it relates to is midnight so what are you doing at midnight you are resting you are sleeping right and i actually have some articles to go through if you don't mind me sharing all right so the first phase let's talk about the menstruation phase So what is happening? So during this phase, if a fertilized egg doesn't implant into the uterine wall during the luteal phase, the lining of your uterine wall starts to shed and that becomes your period, Mm -hmm. right? And how does it feel energetically and emotionally? You're raw, you're vulnerable, um, you feel depleted, maybe physically and emotionally. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You may feel (laughs) intensely introverted. Um, You're in a state of like a heightened state, more perceptive uh, during this phase and your deep desires can be revealed. So I feel like that's intuition coming into you and um it's just time for rest and retreat and to reserve your energy listen to your body and go inward okay spend a lot of time alone and with people who uplift you if you want to be in social circles and Mm. let's see try to avoid people who make you feel challenged what are your thoughts okay i mean i guess like i could see that because i was thinking like when i'm in those first stages i my emotions are like all over the place and I, <laughs> I have to realize like sometimes how I come off and um, I, <laughs> I, I actually haven't had a conversation with Jay about this, but it is something that I've noticed. I was like, why am I being so mean or standoffish? And then like, I started my period. And I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's why <laughs> yeah. that's why. And I was like, I still love you. I promise. <laughs> I promise yes. it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the hormones. Okay. It get, was. Women should have, I'm not saying we just get a chance to just like be abusive, but we yeah. should, <laughs> we should hold up. I'm not abusive. No, I'm not <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, I'm saying that if there's a woman beating their husband, talking about I'm on my period, you, you're, no. you're out of line. But yeah. we should have the space to go through emotional distress a little bit. Like, yes. we're, we are going through something. But yes. to end this- You don't know what it feels like to have them tearing down them little walls they built for a fetus okay that hurts, hurts. <laughs> i know the men have checked out of this episode a long time they're ago they're like Ooh. <laughs> this one's the same for me <laughs> but um how to nourish and feed yourself during this phase all right so look for us that really be going through it we want to choose warming and comforting cooked foods over cold and raw foods warming spices oh. like cinnamon and ginger and turmeric drink lots of tea especially red raspberry and nettle oh yeah what about ginger i always heard ginger oh, yeah. was like boiling ginger and just drinking that and yes it said it said warming spices like cinnamon ginger and turmeric oh. so, so good sorry. tea uh, no it's okay. okay it's a good tea <laughs> and then um choosing iron rich foods to replenish blood loss uh, uh-huh high in vitamin yeah. c foods so that's phase one now, okay. men, if you are tapping into this, I need you to be taking notes for the woman in your life. Okay, so when this <laughs> we when- should have said this at the beginning, literally, hey, don't check out. You need you have a woman in your life. You need to stay. Okay? You need to stick <laughs> through it. Okay, work this out. So the second phase is called the follicular phase, and it's full of action and excitement. And in nature, it aligns with spring. So when we think about spring we think about blooming we think about ooh, we're coming out of that dark period of our life girl it's time to show up um the waxing moon cycle is what the moon cycle that it refers to and sunrise is what it refers to in the daily cycle so the beginning like that burst of energy but let's get into it let's get into what we need to know about living in sync with this follicular phase okay all right so let's see it says What's happening physically? So it says the pituitary gland releases a follicle stimulating hormone, which is called FSH, which stimulates the follicles in one of your ovaries to mature. You feel lighter and less weighed down during this phase and how it feels energetically and emotionally. Estrogen drives your desire for connection and you feel social this week. Your mood and brain function get boosted. Your energy is rising and your confidence increases. Testosterone makes you feel more impulsive and you have a higher pain threshold. So rough sex is the best sex. No, I'm joking. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> I'm just joking. I was not prepared. What? <laughs> and how are we going to tune in and flow with this phase? Okay. We're going to collaborate um, and initiate new projects. We're going to be more assertive and we're going to go after our dreams. We're problem solving. We're taking more risk and we're trying new things. Pause here. Last episode, when we talked about playing big. See, if we live in alignment with our cycle, then you know, okay, in my spring, I'm going to take all my risk. This is my time right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So then um, you want to move your body. You want to go for challenging and energetic physical activities that you enjoy. Getting back into the gym, going hard on them weights. And then what do we want to eat? How do we want to feed our body? We want well-balanced meals that help you maintain accumulating energy without causing spikes in blood sugar. And you want to do this without disrupting the ovulation period. So be mindful of refined sugars and processed grains and products. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, you had mentioned that, you know, you're, you're feeling much lighter around that time. So I can understand that you're like, I can actually do stuff. I don't feel like <laughs> confined to my bed, but it also reminded me like, okay, so this, this almost sounds like the beginning of ovulation when you're acting like a feral cat and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. This is when no. you ever get off your pen, you're like, I, where are they? Send yes. me the dicks. I need the dicks. <laughs> Not dicks. <laughs> Wait. I need them. Multiple. Send them to me, please. So I am I am actually in a relationship, but I get the ladies out there that are like, send me the dicks. Get, <laughs> grab them for us, okay? We are ready to go. We're ready. We're here. We're in the clear. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. No, you're right on it. You're right on it, right? You're right on it because the third phase is ovulation. Okay. Okay. Nothing like that. Like I'm. I don't. I don't want to be a bitch anymore. I don't. (laughs) No. So this is the peak of a woman's cycle. This third phase, ovulation. In nature, it aligns with summer. Okay. So what we out? We outside in the summer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it aligns with the full moon of the moon cycle, and then the midday sun and the daily cycle. So this is like, oh, the day is long. We got all day and all night to go. Like. My belly is full from breakfast and I'm ready to fuck some <laughs> shit up. <laughs> I cannot. Yo, this is my belly is full. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. That breakfast be hitting around what? 10, 10 30. Um, mm-hmm. So what's happening physically? Um, so there's a hormone that is surging in the dominant follicular. Ooh, you know what? We're going to go ahead and skip all that because this is kind of crazy. Um, this is about a whole page long. Just know the egg is trying to survive the 12 to 24 hour period. It's like, look, lady, you better get this thing fertilized. Mm-hmm. Today is the day. <laughs> so then that's why y'all got <laughs> Y'all, y'all have to be careful because I know there's so many myths about like, oh, well, you can't get pregnant on your period. Yes, yes you can. The hell you can. And right after is ovulation. So it's an even higher chance. And if you think that plan B is going to work, no. just know. <laughs> so be careful. Be, just yeah, be careful. Be, this, right now, it's not you, babe. It is the body. It's the hormone saying, look, we're desperate. I'm trying to let you know I'm dying. Right. Get some sperm up in here. <laughs> Now <laughs> I need to survive another day. Um, <laughs> this is like you sure you sure you don't want a child. Right. You sure You're positive? You Are you out three days? <laughs> no. I know what you said yesterday, but but today, right? One more time. You ready? Yes. Oh lord. So what does it feel like energetically? I think we covered this, but here in the article it says ripe and juicy. <laughs> Not ripe and juicy. <laughs> Ready to be peeled. Ready. Uh-uh. Okay. You're ripe and juicy. Okay. Things feel easier. You want to have fun. You want to be flirty. This is quote for you want to be hoeing. That's what it, that's what mm-hmm. this article is trying to say. Mm-hmm. Libido is high and you feel sexy. You're confident. It's easy to verbalize your thoughts and your feelings. 
you're more receptive to new ideas. That's new positions. That's trying things we've never done before. Okay. And then how do we tune into this energy and how do we flow with it? You're self-assured and you're assertive. So schedule networking, speaking events, and job interviews. Be social, mm. go out, make connections, and meet new people. Move your body with high impact and high energy. Exert yourself. Group exercises are great during this phase. And lastly, how should we be eating? We want to eat light, easily digestible foods, fruits, ripe foods. Okay, mm. that's what they're trying to say. The things that match you energetically. <laughs> fruit vegetables leafy greens sulfur rich vegetables such as broccoli cabbage kale and cauliflower will support the liver and detoxifying excess hormones during this time talk to me about it i love that i you know what when you're saying eat light i'm just like okay well you would think that you can eat more hearty because you're not feeling as bloated but i can see like you're in this lighter mood so you kind of want foods that fuel that like yes. obviously you don't want to be like way down yeah like you need something that's gonna like you know feed that energy so i i could i could <laughs> i can definitely see that but the ripe and juicy i can't something juicy for something juicy i can't <laughs> and there's just last the last phase um the ludo phase the luteal phase and this is a final phase of this whole entire process. It begins right after ovulation ends and on the first day of menstruation. So this is when you're like, oh, God, why me? This kind of energy. <laughs> no, this is how I am. So in nature, it aligns with autumn. Um, and then it's the waning moon cycle for the monthly cycle and sunset for the daily cycle, right? So we are coming down. This typically lasts between 12 and 16 days. And what is happening? Progesterone dominates and causes the uterine wall to thicken, preparing for poten the potential of the fertilized egg to implant. If implantation does not occur, the body then prepares for menstrual shedding. Okay, this is where you experience PMS and any underlying hormonal imbalances, <laughs> mental imbalances, too. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> said, you be yeah. losing your damn mind like why what is going on like angry and sad and happy and not so all the yeah. things right because it's all like, the things i feel like this will be like the seasonal depression of like the winter's coming winter's yes. coming like <laughs> i don't want to do this um so it says you're less social and you're less outgoing you're less interested in people pleasing so oh damn damn the mask is off right now it's like you're just gonna get me you're make it fast you prefer Talk faster no seriously like look i don't give a fuck i don't have time for this what do you want mm -hmm. um you prefer solo detailed oriented tasks you're like i want to work alone and i want it to be precise give me directions mm. Tell me what mm. I need to know to get this done. I don't want no bullshit. Mm. Um, you may feel isolated and things may feel convoluted. Um, your pain threshold is lower during this time. How to tune in and flow with this phase. You want to rest and relax, especially towards the end of this phase leading into menstruation. Take stock. Listen to your intuition. Let go of things that are no longer serving you. I wonder if a lot of breakups happen during this time. I could see it breakups and then makeups like okay. I didn't mean I didn't mean <laughs> I was what going I said something yeah yes or I mean like you just have you I mean if it's one of those situations where you're just like 
I don't want this. And now I have the courage to be like, bye. Then, yeah. Right. I can or see like, that. I am sick of your shit. This is the final yes. straw. Yes. What has been going on? The curtains have finally opened. Um, so how to eat and how to feed during this phase. It says metal- metabolism increases, which increases appetite. Eat denser grounding foods like roasted root vegetables and squash, magnesium rich foods, mm-hmm, almonds, spinach, soaked quinoa, and consume raw cacao. And now we talked about cacao earlier as it actually being a form of plant medicine. That's a whole other episode. So I love that they included that. And if you experience PMS symptoms such as anxiety, depression, and water retention, which is bloating, cravings, or pain, you need to read this other cycle called Nourish Your Moon Cycle and Reduce PMS. So they have a whole article. This is by obabynutrition.com. Obabynutrition.com. So all all things related to our vaginal health and wellness, okay? Do not be afraid to live in alignment with your cycle, y'all. Talk to me, Jay. Okay, I love that. Um, It kind of goes with my answer to this question, um, My doctor actually, well, a doctor that I I used to see actually told me that, you know, if your period starts after nine, it's, it's technically not started on that day. It doesn't start until the next day. Like, so if you want to count your days, but with that and having a period tracker, it just helps you stay, you know, aligned with like, okay, when do I need to be prepared for? And then also uh, within the period tracker, it has you like, um, note some of your symptoms so you can keep track of this like Mm. are you experiencing the same things you know is there something new this may also be a little bit too much information but I've had the same symptoms except for like last year for whatever reason last year I was having nipple ache never experienced that so I was like I don't know what's going on but they hurt so bad like to touch literally hurt to touch and I was like this was never something you know that was a symptom of mine so just knowing that like the symptoms will change things will change the flow will change like it, it you know no one period is the same um so I mean yeah. this may be TMI I completely agree I don't have nipple ache but I have nipple itch my <laughs> I'm so serious, bro. It's like a deep internal itch. And I have to, I don't want to get into how I have to relieve it because that's its own other story. But yes. I'm trying to think, maybe I've I've experienced that too. And I didn't know it was, I'm going to, I'm going to pay attention. What? What? Every time. Yeah. Right. The day before. Some people even have like nipple discharge or something like it's like I don't know I don't know how to explain it but I've heard of this like it's it's almost like as if you were breastfeeding but you've never even had a child so so there's there's some things out there there are Mm -hmm. some things Mm -hmm. I feel like the body is like desperate like I want a baby please Give me what I want. First of all, giving me nipple ache is not going to convince me to give you a child. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's just sitting with me. It's just sitting with me. I have to tell you how I relieve the itchy nipple syndrome. Because you're not going to believe it. It's so in alignment with this. I have to have Sidel suck the shit out of them. (laughs) Bro, if that's not the... (laughs) 
that's not the body being like, I want a fucking baby. This is crazy. <laughs> what the fuck? You're like, I'm sorry. I'm literally uh, crying. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, go I'm fucking crying. No, because now I'm pissed. Now it's now I'm <laughs> a freaking d- a deep itch that can only be relieved by somebody sucking on them. What the fuck? Insane. <laughs> you are insane. <laughs> so now somebody's gonna be like, now why? <laughs> I don't know if I'm no. gonna leave this part in, but I might have to because it's too funny. Uh, no, no lie. When I'm having uh, nipple aches, uh, wow, why well, was about to say today? Uh, Jalil, he'll rub on them for me. I'm just like, they just hurt. Just please massage them, and then he'll do it until I fall asleep because <laughs> I can't. I don't know. It's something about someone else's touch that helps, you know? So, <laughs> right. Oh God! Why? Why us? Uh, you know what? We're not alone. Okay, I know. I know, I know, I know y'all are out this. there. And y'all, y'all do some things, okay? So don't judge. Don't judge. Just share your story, actually. We still have our confession line. Let us know what you do to relieve any uh, uh, cycle symptoms. Ah, so funny. Woo! Okay, we have had too many laughs. I don't know how this is going to Way sound. too many. Um, Way what's too your many. next question, Rio? Okay. Um, okay, let's see. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with period in the workplace. How does your job show up for you? And I'll I'll lead this because I have never had a job supply any sort of products, anything, or even could understand that like, hey, women work here, let's make this easier for them until I worked at my most recent job. Okay. And the, my first day, my first day, I went into the bathroom and I, you know, I'm curious. So I'm like, why are there these drawers here? I opened them up. And when I tell you drawers filled with tampons, pads, panty liners, I said, oh, this is the place for me. This is where I need to be right here. I never seen anything like that. I thought it was just a, a nice touch. Like, you get it. You realize like, hey, women are up in here and we can't always just go or we, you know, sometimes we're not prepared to have something. But you as a company was like, don't worry, I got you. I got you. You don't even have to go out and buy anything. Right. You know how many times I was like, well, I'm not about to bring nothing with me because my job supplies it. Like that's that's such an amazing feeling. It's so it's thoughtful. It's like you care. I don't. And I feel like every job should have this like. Mm-hmm. Th- I don't know a job that there's only men working at the damn job, unless it's like a Chippendales thing, but there's women in there. Like, come on, supply, help us help you. Don't you want me to stay here and work? Now, if I got to go because I'm not prepared, mm-hmm. you can't blame me. This is this is something that's naturally happening. You're not you prepared. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. So gotta go. somebody got to get prepared. <laughs> and I, I can't be over here free bleeding. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> um no my job my previous job that i just was released from definitely had a lot of tampons and pads available in the restrooms at all times they were not the highest quality which that was (sighs) 
something else but mm. i appreciate the efforts like mm. now that we have the actual thing in motion we got to get in touch with like what do women actually want to put on yes do not get me the basic brand generic 10 cents a pop which you get from the little 25 cent uh twisters don't do that quality and that's yes. what we had and i'm like look we could afford some always some stay free you know some unscented extra overnights you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. for the long mm-hmm. and extra hard days i need y'all with a woman up there working in them corporate offices saying nope 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 we need this we need a budget for this so yes i appreciate the effort but like do better yes <laughs> okay well i can't i can say that my job had always Ooh, and i love that the higher the higher in, in brands mm-hmm. love and that. they had they had from light to heavy so i was yeah i don't want to rub it in but just a lesson learned Y'all need to get on on top of that. But speaking of products, what are your <laughs> your favorite and least favorite products to use? Um, okay, favorite. <laughs> I am a very much a pads woman. I okay. I don't really use tampons anymore. I've had my days with them, but I just don't really like it inside of me. I want something that allows it to exit, and mm. um really just hygiene stuff i really i don't use any like ph balance type of um so no i use sensitive washes unscented very mild even sometimes baby soap washes just because i want to take care of her you know i want her to feel like she's welcomed to be her full blooming self and i feel like some of them heavy um scented ones just does not sit well with my body so Yes, we are clean and natural over here. It don't smell like flowers, but it don't smell like nothing. It just smells like <laughs> vagina. So I, <laughs> I'm happy with no. that. But what about you? What are your favorite products? I same. I'm I'm right there with you. Um, after a while, like your body's gonna not even after a while, like your body is going to talk to you and tell you what they like, what they don't like. And I noticed that I didn't feel right every time I was using like soap. Uh, like that was scented. So I started using that uh, Dr. Bronner's uh, baby soap. Mm-hmm. And that's just been my thing. Like, I don't have any complaints. Like, we're good. Now, as far as like, cycle products, um, I am a tampon girl. Okay. I I don't really care for pads, but I will use like panty liners and stuff. But I'm not gonna lie. I've been wanting really bad to just try the period panties. But then mm. there there was this post and these women were talking about products and they were talking about period panties. And then one, a lot of the girls were like, yeah, once you get over the smell. And I was like, mm, mm. <laughs> no. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, maybe that's a them thing, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, maybe that's. I don't, I don't think, cause they weren't, they were. Right, right. So I don't think that would be over here. No. But I, yeah. So it kind of turned me off to the idea of the Peary panties, but I, I think I could be a free bleeder. I, cause I don't really like anything up there either way, but like I've tried other things and it doesn't work. I couldn't figure out the disc. Oh, the I disc. Couldn't I couldn't figure, figure out, out the cup. Uh, yeah. The disc were it, a mess for me. A mess, 
a mess. And I'm like, I'm looking at the diagram and I'm trying that and I think I did it. And then I I didn't. So I just, <laughs> it's been tampons for me. So. No, and I mean, I I think that it's it's very complicated to find something than, than tampons and pads that just make sense. I know a lot of people use cups and I want to be a cup girly, but also I don't have extra cookware just laying around for, <laughs> for that. You know, I have a, I have a crock pot that I call it my crotch pot for Yoni steaming, but mm-hmm. I'm not about, to, I just, I don't, I could not imagine boiling a menstrual cup on the stove in a pot that I use for like rice. So <laughs> for that, until I can have more room in here for it, its own specific pot, I'm not gonna do the menstrual cup. Mm. You know, uh, you <laughs> with my wrong. <laughs> I'm serious. No, you're not wrong because okay, this is not about menstruation. But I remember <laughs> one time my godfather was uh, changing out like the toilet. He was he was installing a new one, and he took one of the plastic bowls from the kitchen. And immediately I was like, okay, well, that bowl's not going back. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's it's the, done. the bathroom bowl now. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't matter how many times you clean something, like you're not going to get that image out of your head. So I understand because I couldn't, I could not imagine like, like you said, making rice. And then I'm like, mm, that menstrual cup was up in here. <laughs> Girl, mm. if someone told me, yeah, I boil my menstrual cup. And I say, well, what part you use? I use this one. I would run. I would I would immediately vomit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I am a germaphobe in this uh, mental illness. I know that, but <clears throat> I cannot. I can't mix it. I yeah. can't. Um, and I'm one of those people that like right after I use the restroom, I'm gonna take a shower if I have the opportunity mm. to do so. So I don't want to touch nobody else's bodily fluids of any sort, any kind. I cannot mm. handle it. And um. That was one of my questions was, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> what has been the most difficult part about having your menstrual cycle? I don't know if I asked you this question yet or not. You have not. Okay. <clears throat> I think going, I'm sorry, was that the yeah. end of the? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think the most difficult part was finding a product that worked. It's, um, and then also like learning your symptoms. Like, obviously you're not going to know straight out the gate, but after a while, like you've had a period for a certain amount of time, you're like, okay. Um, I, and I feel like I'm still learning things like Mm -hmm. the Dr. Broner's soap thing. I didn't start using that until like what, three years ago. And I was like, something's wrong. Like there, I, it should not feel like this. Like what is going on? Um, but I feel like it's just periods are just so like, they're so different and it, it is just a bunch of trial and error. And, um, you know, I, I used to use the pads, but I just got tired of dealing with them. And then, you know, like it was just too much when I'm just like, take it out, be gone. I'd never have to see you again, you know? Um, so that was hard. And then also learning how to insert a freaking tampon. Yeah. It's, it's not the easiest thing. And don't let it be a faulty one and your last one and you in the bathroom trying to like get it in there and then it mm-hmm. just don't do what it needs to do. Like it's that's hard. Um, but yeah, I think definitely just learning about the different products and what works for my body. And then also, you know, learning, I guess. Uh, which size to use because if you don't really have a heavy period and you're using a heavy tampon because you don't you want to leave it in there that shit's gonna hurt right and 
it's not really it's soaking up all your moisture yes. so you're just gonna be in there <laughs> uncomfortable like and i don't like to feel uncomfortable i don't like to feel like there's anything in there you know yes so yeah what about you um for me the most difficult part about my menstrual cycle learning about it has been the hygiene aspect because i feel like it's a completely different hygiene um me now as a 30 year old woman i feel like I've got it down to the best of my abilities. I always switch products and see like what what works. I mean, not soap, but just like new um, new probiotics and vitamins, mm. and new herbal supplements for like when I'm going through these phases that we talked about. I'm always trying different stuff, but I feel like I finally got my hygiene under wraps. I love to smell good and I love to smell good in a way that's very subtle. Mm-hmm. I want people to be like, damn, you smell so clean. Like, what do you wear? You know, and <laughs> literally I have been working on my smell for years and I finally got it. I feel like I finally got the formula and I feel like I smell so damn good now. People stop me in the streets. People are like, what are you wearing? Literally. I don't know how it took this long for me to finally get it. But for a very long time, products that smell too too perfumey give me headaches yeah right there with you i don't yeah so then that took on for me like not ever wearing perfume and like relying on like i used to back in the day do a lot of um baby powder like in my underwear and trying to keep that area fresh but now we have things like um the panty spray from What's her name? Honeypot? Honeypot. Panty spray. Oh, uh-huh. I didn't know anything about that. Yes. I don't, I, I have used it once or twice and it works very well, but I feel like I don't even need that stuff anymore. Back in the day when I was 14, 15, hell yeah. Going from PE back to, you know, second period, oh, I Lord. would love some panty spray in my locker back then. So I feel like young girls have it a lot easier. Um, even just down to like understanding what kind of deodorant I want to wear during my cycle because the way I sweat changes. So it's been science. <laughs> like, <laughs> does that make any sense? Like, that's it. I feel like a fucking scientist, bro. Like, <laughs> I have my regular shit and then I have like my period shit that I'm like, yeah. Oh, we're switching up. Body odors yeah. changing. Hormones are over here. Oh, this is not working anymore. We need to drink some more of this, more of that. And um, I figured I finally got it. I feel like I smell fucking good all the time, most of the time. And I mean, hello, who doesn't want to smell nice? Like, yes. you don't want to go around and people are like, mm, you are you on your period like you don't want that is a fear that is a fear a huge of mine fear. and and I, I think that's what keeps me away from pads because when I was younger you know we didn't have a lot so I had to make things stretch and I yeah that's why okay, I'm like gotcha. very big on like buying things in bulk but um no I I completely agree with like you know the products that you know you have to use and just wanting to smell good and then also I'm with you on that. Like certain smells make me a little bit nauseous. Like they might smell good, like, you know, initially, but then over time you're like, oh, I'm kind of like sick of this smell. Yeah. Like it's, that's really important. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't take anything that's perfume, but it's like certain things. Like I think I like more like a, like a cocoa butter type of scent, um, you know, fresh linen type of scent mm-hmm. versus like 
cucumber alcohol, melon. Like a, a like a present alcohol perfumey chemist smell. Yeah. 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 So I I'm, can give I'm you my secret and maybe this might help. I switched yes. from perfumes, spray perfumes to body oils. And you did say that. Yes. And that sh- that has been the most life-changing aspect about how I smell. I don't even smell myself. I'll put out, how about the shower? I put on my body oils and I'll go. I don't smell myself throughout the day. I'm not getting nauseous. I'm not getting a headache. And literally people will be like, what are you wearing? You smell so good. I feel like mm-hmm. I've never been stopped as much as I have this last year with mm-hmm. what are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? And it's literally changed as soon as I started wearing body oils. It's mm-hmm. something about it works with the chemistry of your body and just works on your natural scent i love that yes so ladies i feel like if you're struggling like me with the damn perfume thing try some body oils go to your local oil man usually they Mm -hmm. be up in the hood um they do be in the hood hood. yeah mine is in the hood and his name is naeem okay he's right over here (laughs) off of of pacific coast highway or anaheim and um redondo if you want to come to long beach this man got all the perfume dupes okay any perfume mm. dupe you want he got it but then he has his own and an oil okay <laughs> and an oil and he has his own original scents and that's what i use to make my house smell good too oh i love that yes it, um i remember uh when i was in new york uh one of my friends actually took me this is the first time i've ever seen like well i won't say the first time but as an adult my mom, she used to take me to like the little uh, West Indian markets and they would have it too. Mm-hmm. But when I was in New York, my friend took me there. When I tell you it was an entire store, oils on top of oils and it just smelled, it's just good. And they could put it in a roll on for you, yes. like, you know, so and they're cheap. Yeah, they're cheap as hell. They're but, cheap. you know, not, not trying to, you know, gatekeep, but, you know, you could be saving a lot of money and smell good and the scent lasts a lot longer. So, yes. And girl, I'd be up in here living, living off of my little $5 oils. OK. Um, and people want to eat me up. That is <laughs> <laughs> that is my final question. Yeah. I don't have any more questions. If you did. I have one last question. OK. And it is. Why should you avoid spaghetti for uh, single women? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um mm-hmm. yes. Uh we I would recommend no male men <laughs> working with any woman and who's making spaghetti for him as like a little date night meal and they're not even together for real for real and she might be a little bit spiritual. I want to say that that is a, a voodoo practice or a hoodoo practice. I'm not sure which one it falls under. But um, yes, a lot of women use their menstrual blood for spell work. OK, some spell work that I could talk about that may not be involving another person would be taking your menstrual blood and placing that in plants and giving them the iron that they need to grow and then kind of binding with nature nature work oh, wow yes yeah, some people do that it could get real witchy with the period cycle some people paint with their pen, uh, menstrual blood um <laughs> i know some people cook this is <laughs> yes uh, okay with the purpose of feeding that to an individual for um a soul contract love. Uh, mm-hmm, for mm. love falling in love so Yes, I don't know anyone who's ever done that, but I have heard about it. Um, 
And there was actually a, a YouTube video that went viral back in like 2012. And it was a, a root worker. And she was trying to help this woman keep her baby daddy who was cheating on her. And she baked a cake. Did you ever see this on World Star? No. Girl, she baked a cake. So she told that woman, she was like, I need you to get your panties soaking wet. Soaking wet. I want you to wear them for a couple of days. Send them in to me. And she made Kool-Aid and a cake with this stuff for the man in hopes of keeping him binded to her. So there are some real people out there who are desperate for love. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, that was my last question. You know, I always... I love hearing that. I love <laughs> when we can ask that. Um, not a lot of people may know, but um, yeah. So just just be careful out there because there's so much in our periods, mm-hmm. and I'll leave it there. There's so much, and if you want something in alignment with a movie, there's a movie that I love. It's so freaking good. And it's woman directed. It's a short like f- comedy horror almost, and it's called The Love Witch. It came out in 2016. And I've watched this movie like five times. It is just so fucking good. But yes, she does she does magic with her period blood as well. Mm. If you want to see a more in-depth detail about what people be doing. <laughs> the love no, you had me at like painting. I'm like painting? Paint Yeah, people paint no photos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So before we end off, we have a closing segment. This one is called What Would Java Do? And this is where we read our Reddit advice posts and we comment on them. Today's post is called, I poked a hole in a condom and purposely got a girl pregnant to prove I wasn't gay. Okay. He said, I was 14 and 15 and it wasn't a great time to be a gay teenager. Not that that's any excuses for what I did. I was so afraid of being outed that I started a relationship with my then best friend's sister. My friends were constantly messing with me about not having slept with her and calling me gay. They were just joking, but I took it so seriously that I convinced her to have sex and I poked a hole in the condom hoping to get her pregnant so that I would have proof she did end up getting pregnant and when I found out the reality of what I did that's when it hit me she was just she just thought the condom didn't work well and I never told her what I did she was forced to go to an alternative school and eventually dropped out to have the baby her and her family moved away with the baby and I have never kept in contact with either of them I've always felt like a piece of shit for ruining her life and abandoning Mm -hmm. my child as you should as, As you, you should. fucking should. Because you're a homosexual. No judgment. Yes, live your truth. Live your fucking just, truth. Oh, I just... Mm, okay. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I We've talked about this before. It's like, these people out here, you're so concerned what people are saying about your sexuality that you don't care who else you're involving in your fucking drama. You convinced her to have sex with you, one. You poked holes, so you trapped her. And then you don't even keep in touch with the child? Like, like you just got out scot-free. And that's, that is so horrible. It is, it's, it's, I don't know. These, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, you know, just be gay. Just be whatever it is. I like, think it's easier to just be gay at that it point. It is. <laughs> Now you have to live with this. Like there's so many 
it, this is layered. There's so many things here that you did wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I don't know. Like, I, that peer pressure is some shit yeah. because I, I it, it would never be that deep for me. Let me let me get pregnant. Let me keep. I, and that was another thing. Like, at 14, 15, I, I'm not going to tell people what to do. I don't know what her family was like. But, like, you, you did. You took away her childhood. You took away all of her experiences, her high school experiences, her possible college experiences. And you didn't have to sacrifice anything. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I realized what I did, but you didn't say anything. Correct. You're on Reddit telling the whole world, but you haven't called her up and said, hey, this is what is going on. And I fucked up because you know why you still don't want to take responsibility for your actions. What you're doing Mm -hmm. is you're unloading in a way that's controlled. You're unloading Mm -hmm. without responsibility. You're unloading without being honest. You're Oh, let me get this off my chest. Oh, maybe I'll be absolved of my sins if I tell someone. No. When you know, we all know what needs to happen. You need to call her up. You need to be a father to the baby, to the child. And the, the this was in the 80s, he said. So The 80s? The 80s. So that kid oh. is well into adulthood. Like middle-aged adulthood. Yeah. But you know what the karma is, is that you'll there's never a day that goes by that man probably don't think about what he did. That Mm -hmm. is and then you're going to die with this secret, possibly with this heartache. That's fucking karma. You're mentally tortured by this thing. There's no Mm -hmm. escaping it. This is why you're on Reddit trying to tell anyone with a listening ear or watchful eyes. Like you on your deathbed and you're like, I just need to release this one last thing. No. You sit with that. Yeah. You, 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 you have to deal with that. That's, that's unfortunate. And it happened in the eighties and you're on a Reddit post now now, talking about what you did. Oh, I feel you should, you should feel like shit. You should feel like exactly what you are. And that is a piece of crap because I, I just, I, I just feel so bad for that now adult who had to grow well we don't even know maybe you know the woman ended up finding someone and he this person has had father figures but like to not have their father because their father was too concerned with oh people are calling me gay so i'm gonna get someone pregnant like how did you think this you literally thought of this plan mm-hmm. and still acted on it like mm-hmm. What did you think was going to happen when she had the baby? Like, did you think that she was going to terminate the pregnancy? Like what? And uh, I don't even know. That's, that's really unfortunate. Um, And I, I mean, even if he called and said, oh, this is what I did. Like, I think that would just make it worse, honestly. Because then they had to go through all those years without you being involved and you were the reason that this person was even here like you were the cause of all of this you wanted and then you weren't and then you You abandoned them that and are you openly gay now right you living your truth now (laughs) was this another way of unloading two birds at one time like yeah i'm gay and closeted and i have this baby that i do not take care of and this woman on the side that i completely ruined took her opportunities away and i mean that life that she brought into this world her being the portal the mother could have been a blessing in disguise we don't know but at the same time it was under it was against her will she was not clearly not trying to get pregnant she probably told him wear a condom if it was up to him he would have been like oh shit fuck it the whole goal is to get you pregnant so was the poking the hole in the condom the plan b if she was like let's use protection 
now it's getting worse the more that i think about yeah. it yeah you know so because oh lord like what i mean and this is why because i was just having a thought i was just thinking like this is why women should carry their own condoms because you i mean granny you can't trust some of these women but you can't trust some of these men either mm-hmm. you need to be like here's a fresh box we can open this together and i want to see you put this on mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is very scary. But yes, that was our what would Java do? And um, y'all sit with that. If you have any confessions or you want to be on our listener confession segment, you guys know that we have the phone line and we have our emails. It will be in the show notes. So please call us up. Give us your confession confessions. You could be on the show. Thank you. All right, y'all. Well, that's it. And we'll see you next week. <sighs> see you next week. Ha <laughs> <laughs>